wealthy do-gooder. Do you have a book, a passion project, or a business idea that is stuck in your head and you need to bring it to life? Are you looking for a new, fresh approach to unlock your creativity and bring it into reality? If so, this episode of The Thinking Vitamins is a must listen. Today's guest is Emily Tamayo Meyer. She is the author of The Meaning Method, and she is going to guide you through the fascinating world of chakras and show you a unique way to use them to supercharge your creativity. But what are chakras? I hear some of you asking. In short, chakras are energy centers located through your body. By tapping into these centers, you can align your energy, improve your focus, ignite your imagination. And in this episode, you're going to learn a revolutionary approach to using chakras to create your most inspired work yet. So listen, usually chakra practices begin at the root and work upward. But Emily is going to show you how to start at the crown chakra, where your divine inspiration comes from, and work down through your root to bring your book, passion project, or business into reality. By doing so, you're going to tap into your highest inspiration. Whether you are a seasoned creator or just starting out, you do not want to miss this powerful and fresh approach to actualizing your inspirations. Could pursuing purposeful prosperity through fresh ideas be our best chance for creating a happier and healthier world? We know our realities are a result of what we think about. Spiritualists have been teaching this for centuries. Science is now illustrating how. If we don't like what's going on around us, we'd be wise to tackle the problem at the root our thinking. Which brings me to the mission of Thinking Vitamins, the podcast that helps you think about what you think about and replace ideas that don't create the life you want with ones that do. I'm your host, Jill McCabe, and my vision is that when enough of us use the power of thought to create purposeful prosperity, we will transform the world. I'm joined today by Emily Tamayo Maher. She's a book and author coach, and she helps people write and publish their first manuscript. Some people call her a therapist for the imagination, and I'm thrilled to have you joining me on the podcast today, Emily. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much, Jill, for having me. I love talking about turning the chakras upside down, so I can't wait to get into the details of it. Yeah, well, that's what I was just about to jump in with. We met on a group call in an author's group, and you had me at I'm Turning the Chakras Upside Down. Emily's book called The Meaning Method, A Spiritual Path to Writing and Publishing, really caught my attention because so many times I have learned about using the chakras from the root chakra upwards and Emily turned that on its head and said nah creativity a more feminine path to creativity 
actually goes the other way around. So I knew I need to bring her on the podcast and get these controversial upside down ideas about chakras explored with you. Emily, before we dive into your way, your incredible way of helping authors and storytellers get their stories out, tell me a little bit about how you got on this path. So thanks. Yeah. Well, when I was in my twenties, I lived in New York. I was also traveling around quite a bit. I lived in India for a while. And finally I was getting my graduate degree in international relations and I only spoke one language. And so I thought it was ridiculous to graduate in international relations and be monolingual. So I landed myself in Colombia with a friend of a roommate And I ended up falling in love with my husband, who is a television director down here in Colombia. And so now it's been 13 years that I've lived in Bogota, Colombia as an expat. And I run this author coaching business out of my house right here. Okay, but before we get to that, I was pretty fascinated before the show, we were chatting and you were telling me about you were a school teacher. And when you first got to Columbia, you were teaching school. What happened there? That that was not working out for you. Absolutely. So, I mean, of course, in my background, I grew up with an idea that you're lucky to have a job. So when whatever we can get, we take it and we are grateful. And so because I had this degree in international relations, I ended up at this very rigorous prep school, which was an international baccalaureate prep school. And I was teaching high school. And oh my goodness, they would start with with standardized testing. When those kids were four, we would line up their desks and they would be taking prep tests for standardized tests at the age of four. And so that's when I know that in our education system everywhere in the world, you know, we're kind of finding our footing after the industrial revolution. But this was so just rigorous and aggressive and It seemed that at the age of four, they were starting with standardized tests and by seven or eight, they were having their first stress breakdowns. And so of course it was beautiful and elite. And I think the reason that I really wanted that job is that I wanted my own son to be able to have an elite education. So he's eight now, he was three back then. But I remember just the ambiance of the school. I took him to take the test to be able to get into this special school. And he's usually a very well-behaved boy, but he just locked himself in the soccer closet and he wouldn't come out. And that was the first time he had done anything of the sort. And so it was really interesting because I'll say I was working 23 hour days sometimes. I would set my alarm. I would have so many essays to read and I would set my alarm for one hour a night and then I would get back up and get back to work. And so it really makes you question the kind of world if we're giving our kids that much work and then we're giving our teachers that much work to correct. It was time for a change, but I didn't see it. My three-year-old son saw it. And so it was so funny because that was such a fun turning point in my life 
because it was at the same time where I was starting to explore energy work. I was starting to explore spirituality and starting my own business and all of these new things. But I was terrified of leaving the security of a job. And so if he had not locked himself in that soccer ball closet, he probably would have passed the test. I probably would have stayed in that job for him, sacrificed everything for him. But because that synchronistic event happened, I took it as a sign and I started looking at other schools. And so then at the end of that year, I started going into business for myself. And so it's just wonderful how when you do energy work, if you're on a spiritual path, the way forward can find you so often. I was so scared and perhaps so conformist at that time in my life that the universe had to grab me by the ponytail and just yank me out of that job in so many different ways. Enough is enough already. Yes. This is not the place for you. How interesting that your son, you know, just rebelled really. And this doesn't feel right. I'm not doing this. I'm locking myself away. But there was still a little bit more there. You know, I know we've talked about your spiritual path started sort of long ago, but you were, you were locked into a phase of your life. It wasn't so easy, as I understand, to leave your job. You, you were pretty nervous about it at the time. How, what, you know, take me from leaving your job to the spiritual course that helped you understand this way of working with the chakras to help tell your story or be creative or create anything. So yes, there was the impetus to leave. I remember when I was working at that job, I was taking on my first clients as a book coach. And so for instance, because I work with people in London or I work with people in Australia, I would in my own secret way, get up at 4 a.m. in the morning to take a call from London in order to make that transition. Because as a mom of a family, as a breadwinner, I was such a pillar of our whole financial plan it was I was really scared and I was clinging to this job so I was working like crazy and of course this is when the coffees get spilled on the computers and everything goes from you know a vicious cycle is a vicious cycle things go from bad to worse but at the same time all of the things that were going wrong were pushing me into the next phase of my life. And so, as I mentioned, my husband works in television. He's a television director. And so that is not as stable as teaching. And so um, at the near the end of the year, his the show that he had been directing at that time, it was canceled. And so now I was the sole income. And so, of course, on the one hand, that made me even more frightened to to leave my job. But then on the other hand, I knew that my job as a teacher wasn't going to cover us. So I might as well try something different. And this is where energy work and the spiritual path really came in and supported me. I remember I was taking courses where I was learning about the chakras. I was learning about my aura. I was going deep into meditation at this time and just learning all of these different spiritual tools. I started using them on the parents. I remember I would do these energetic practices 
where I would, you know, be creating, I would be paying attention to my energy and kind of pulling people in and communicating through energy work, parents would break out in tears. And so it was interesting because this spiritual energy work actually helped me navigate the transition and ultimately teaching these different energy techniques became the basis for the new creative business that I did start. So yes, I was testing it. I was getting ready. Chaos was erupting in my life. But when it was time to make the change, sometimes energy tools, chakras, all of these things, they can sound abstract. But I know that with the synchronicities that came together that kind of helped me move out of my job and the practical tools that I learned by understanding my own energy body and okay. practicing energy work. Yes. We have to get into some of these things and I can't wait for, first of all, listeners, if you are thinking, yeah, I know the chakras, but I don't really know the chakras. Don't worry because Emily is going to be taking us through this spiritual path to writing or creating or making something beautiful happen in your life through the chakras. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the chakras, the way, not that I'm an expert, but the way that I've always been introduced to them was from the root chakra, which is down around your hips, to the crown chakra, which is up at your head. So if you listen to this podcast and later come back and hear it the other way, you're absolutely right. That's often taught that way. But Emily's book, The Meaning Method, A Spiritual Path to Writing and Publishing, uses the chakras the other way. And so, Emily, you are going to take us through this process. Is that right? This process that you've learned and you've been using with your clients now for years? Absolutely. Let's get into the journey. And I loved how you presented it. So the masculine path up the chakras that is the spiritual path to liberation. And so much, if you've taken a Kundalini yoga class, you might be familiar with that. And this path goes back to the Upanishads. It goes back to the Kundalini Upanishads. However, inherent in this path that connects us from the earth back to heaven, that's why it's a, a spiritual path of liberation, there's actually ways in which we're getting inspiration. We're getting creative ideas that are supposed to come down from heaven, down from the divine and really root themselves in the earth and change the world, which is why I love working with this path. I, of course, work with writers. So that's what the book is about. It's about first inspiration to final publication, how you root your message and your writing, your story into the world. But of course, this is applied to any creative project, any business project that you want to work down. So whether I'm writing my story or I've got a passion project or a business, I mean, it's all the same thing. There's something that we're creating. We have to take it from truly the realm of the imagination to the realm of physical being. And so I just can't wait. Take me through. I can't wait to learn how to create through my chakras. Right on. So we start at the crown. So the crown chakra in the Christian tradition, this is sometimes depicted as the, 
halo. And this is how we connect to the universe spirit, however you refer to it. And so I like to say, trust the crown, write it down. This is where we get those downloads. And so whenever you get inspiration, answer it with a pen, no matter what you're inspired to do. And I love just by writing it down, you start to collect ideas in a journal or in a scrapbook. And so as you go back over those journals, you might notice there are ideas that come to full fruition, but then there are also ideas that you just leave aside. As I put it, trust the crown, write it down and move forward from there. Then next we go into the third eye. So this is where we start committing to one idea. There's one message, one idea that starts to get more traction than any other. And this is where you both start to fantasize about the possibility. So the third chakra has two wings. It's one is to fantasize and the other is to plan. And so when we're getting the vision, we go back and forth between these two sides of the third eye. We fantasize about the dream and the beauty, and then we get out our calculator and we plan. Okay, in the case of a book, how many chapters is it gonna be? What is the outline, et cetera? And we start to see the strategy as well as the fantasy. Okay, I've got to I've got to jump in here because I heard you say this is where you both and I'm thinking you both who uh, it's just you and your <laughs> and your third eye and then is that what you meant and then you roll right into this concept of fantasizing and planning and this is so interesting because I you help people you know, basically bring their books into the world. I help people bring their passion projects mm. into the world. And I can see that in that third eye place, that's a lot of my work happens there where people are just making that transition from ideation to actually making a concrete plan. Tell me just a little bit more about that because that is such a cool way to understand what I've been doing with people for years now. I love it. Yes. Thank you. Yes. It goes back and forth because we both need that creative juice, that liberty to be able to think of whatever we want it to be, to be able to be playful, to be able to be dreamy. But then there are certain things that will go into an outline or a strategy and really start to fit them into place. And so this isn't biologically correct, but we might think of it as a right-brained or a left-brained way of looking at the things. And so you keep going back and forth. And because these upper chakras are a little bit more ethereal, there's so much room to play. This is where things move very fast. Changes can go very quickly. And so as long as you're going back and forth between these two sides, then yes, uh, it gets a little denser at each step. You go down just one step at a time and you can see that in the crown chakra, we're, to the crown chakra, we're totally ethereal. We're just what could possibly happen? Maybe this is a good idea. And then just one step at a time, it gets a little more real. We bring it slowly into reality. And so moving between strategy and fantasy as a writer, I love that because you do have to make the engineering of the thing work, but you don't want to lose any of that why, any of that creative impetus to write. 
the strategy and fantasy, fantasy. The fantasizing and strategizing as it's moving down and taking more shape. I love this. Okay, bring me to the, th the throat chakra. The throat chakra is next, right? Yes, exactly. And so, so often we can shut ourselves down. We can criticize ourselves. And so there's so much work to be done around this throat chakra. So an open and healthy throat chakra is playful, is unique. You say what you need to say. And so one thing is there will always be time to edit later. When you're looking at this as a book or as a business, first do it for yourself. Make sure that you have that imagination, that love of what you're doing in your expression. Oftentimes when people are working on putting their story out into the world, they're worried what other people will say will say. And even before that, they're worried about them judging themselves. Like, why am I doing this? There are so many ways we shut ourselves down. And so this is in these upper chakras, this is still mainly a private conversation. You're still just working with your, your own voice and your own words. Emily, this is truly incredible. I love this so much. As I think about what you're saying, because I deal a lot with people who are trying to do their passion projects and, and the editing. Oh boy, do I know the editing? What will people, what will my family think? What will so-and-so think? And I, and I know, you know, I know how we get past that, but this is truly unique that you're talking about. Allow this to be a private conversation with yourself. I think you're bringing forth an incredibly important idea, one that is fresh for me, very thinking vitamins worthy, because this concept that I can just do this for me, I don't have to worry about sharing this with others. I just have to allow myself in a private and personal way to see these ideas. I don't have to agree with them, not agree with them. I can just let them come out for me. I'm truly moved by this listeners. How beautiful is that? That to me is so fresh. Does that empower you just to give yourself space to talk to you? Emily, this is so good. We are going to take a quick break where I share with the listeners a little bit about what I do outside of the Thinking Vitamins podcast. And we will be right back with turning the chakras upside down the feminine path to creation. Hey there. I wanted to take a few moments to let you know what I do for a living outside of this awesome Thinking Vitamins podcast. Do you have a purpose-driven business or project you're ready to take to the next level? Whether you are working on clarifying your business model, vision, mission, capturing what makes you unique in your brand story or messaging, or learning how to be more effective in your work so you have more time for you, I can help. I'm a business, branding, and balance strategist and trainer with a proven track record, and I help people create authentic, purposeful, and prosperous businesses and brands. You can learn about my services, seminars, retreats, and courses at my website, where you can also get access to my best-selling book, It's Go Time, Build the Business and Life You Really Want, for free, or learn how you can join me for free first Fridays fireside chats. These are free chats that I do once a month on the first Friday 
where you can get my insights on all things branding and business. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. And now let's get back to our guest. Okay, well, what's what's next? Where do we go from the throat chakra, Emily? And that's perfect that you just said that because next is the heart chakra. So this is loving the creative process. And this is where most of the creativity happens. The heart chakra is the center for intimate, committed relationships. And so this is where we not only have an intimate, committed relationship with the people in our lives, but also the passionate work we want to put into the world. And so with your creative practice, so often we can think, oh, this isn't as important as all of the things people are demanding of me. But the fact is that when you have a regular weekly or even daily creative practice and you come back to it and you commit to it, you form an intimate relationship with it. And one thing I like to say is creative flow is a time creator. It is not a time drainer. And so I know when we're making that leap into doing our passion project or writing our, our book, we can feel guilty of I, about, I can't believe I'm taking time for this. But if it's a passion project that really brings you alive, you can be so much more productive in that space and get so much more done. And definitely in my own life, when I was doing my career transition, I found that I would, this was the work I was meant to do. I wasn't supposed to just spend all of my time disciplining myself into doing things that other people were telling me to do. I could be more prosperous, more abundant, more helpful and more alive by really understanding that I'm dedicating time to do my passion projects, to do my writing and putting my work into the world. And so those are kind of the secrets of the heart chakra. I absolutely love this concept that you're creating time by allowing mm -hmm. yourself to get creative. And this is something that I, it was very hard for me to learn because I used to believe I had to work hard to create things. And if I wasn't working hard and it, it took me frankly years to, to pivot, to understand that free time, play time does create time that allowing that creativity. Okay. So next, I love the way you say it gets more dense. It takes more form and shape as it moves down is is that happening? The next chakra is in the solar plexus, right under the heart. That's sort of just above the belly button, right? Exactly. And that's the center for willpower. And I really want to underline what you just brought in because we do think we're supposed to work hard. And so we have just gotten to the hard work and chakra. We're right there. This is where some of the hard work comes in as we get it, as we get ready to go pro. But this is where the wisdom behind the feminine path down the chakras really comes in because the hard work comes after we have inspiration, vision, our own true voice, and the love and nurturing of the project. Then we start to, in the case of a book, edit, go pro. In the case of a business, you put up your storefront and you agree to work hard and be there every day. But there's so much inspiration behind the professional work that you're doing that for me in my life, using this system, comes from a completely different place. And so it's interesting because 
we use the willpower to make that final edit, that final push, so that we are showing up when and where we're supposed to be, when and where we're supposed to be there, but it's in service of something we love. It's not in service of something that's been imposed upon us. I like that clarification. One of the things I got from one of my spiritual teachers that I've embedded, in fact, into my performance and productivity tools that I teach is to not think of it as working hard. It doesn't mean you're not doing the work. You know, I, it, this brings me back to the beginning when you talked about having little children sit at desks and write standardized tests, like sit down and get your work. And, and it's the whole spirit with which we approach the work we're doing. And during my master's, I, in leadership, I came to think about, I, I created a project called Easy A. And the idea was that I was going to get an A in this course that everybody was creating all this fear mongering about. And I was oh, like, I'm going to get an A and it's going to be easy because thinking vitamins, right? I didn't want to buy into this fear mongering. Now, that didn't mean I wasn't going to work for it. And my spiritual teacher at the time taught me, no, it doesn't mean that you're not going to work for it. What it means is that you're not going to allow it to feel hard. And to bring it back to what you were saying, Emily, because you're going to connect it with something that's important to you. You're going to connect it, in this case, in what you're talking about, to something that you're divinely channeling from, you know, from the crown to the third eye to through your throat, now through your heart, and now into your solar plexus. And that can be so loving. It doesn't need to be hard work. It's just work. Absolutely. And the chakras are a channel you're creating and you're opening up and you're bringing health to your creative channel by doing this work. And it's so interesting because perhaps you can identify if you've had a garden or you've had a kid or whatever it is in your life that you've created. You've gone through these different phases. And when you can recognize that it is one creative channel, then you can apply that experience you already have from the successful project that you have completed and you can bring it into a passion project or anything that you really want to do, but perhaps you're nervous about. And so I'll jump right into the next phase of the channel. So next we birth, we birth the project, we really bring it out into the world. And so I will say it's good to be with a book, it's good to be talking about that book before you bring it out into the world. It's good to be open about your project. But then th when we get to the birthing phase, it's so important to be flexible. And Jill, you know this, there are so many moving parts coming together when you're publishing a book or you're launching a business, you're counting on a lot of people. And a joke I like to make is that women couldn't give birth unless we were two thirds water because things have to move around. We can't control everything as it's coming out. But once we do get it out into the world, that is where the fulfillment is. It's the fulfillment of that promise that we first made in our crown chakra, in our connection to the divine. And so, yes, we uh, we really we do that final push in the solar plexus to let it out and bear the fruit in the sacral chakra and whether it's a book or a business then it's going to start to take on a life of its own in the world all right this is so cool i love this idea so this is the sacral chakra this is the one that's the belly 
right? Mm -hmm. Right below the belly button. Yes, it's passion, it's sensuality, it's sexuality. And so in, in lore, in the tradition of the chakras in the Vedas, we think of this as the passion chakra. And so on the masculine path up, this is where we open up to our emotions and really bring passion into life. But then also when we're bringing it into the world, we use that same passion to bear the the juiciness, the fruit of life. And we create the things we really want to create in the world. And so, yes, in the relationship up, we open up to our emotions. We connect with one another. This is the second chakra. And so one becomes two. And so, yes, this is the second chakra on the way down in that you've birthed something. Now there's you and the other. And I love this concept that you bring into it, whether book, passion project, business, whatever it is. I love this idea that this is where flexibility is needed. <laughs> I think that's so good because we get, we're, you know, we're all in our head or we're all in our heart or we're all inside. But as we come forth and share something with the world and bring it into a, a form that others are going to interact with, yeah, I mean, I we can call it surrender. We can call it letting go. We can let a better plan than the one we imagined come together. I have learned the hard way that when I've been attached to my plans, sort of coming together as I've thought, things have gone really badly for me. Yeah, <laughs> if you hold too tightly. <laughs> but... Uh, this is so exciting. So I know we're on the last chakra, the root chakra. Tell us a little bit about the location of the root chakra and this final step of working through the chakras to create. So yes, the root chakra is at the bottom of the spine. And so this is the chakra of stability, security. This is also traditionally known as the chakra of financial abundance. And so this is where in the birthing process that goes down, this is where your project starts to grow legs, so to speak. And so with a book, this is where it starts to pick up a life of its own. You've started to reach out like the roots of a tree and start to grow that audience and start to spread your message, spread your word. And so it starts to sustain itself. You get those reviews in, you get people making it their own and using their your work in their own way. And so it's no longer just yours anymore. It's going out into the world and doing what it's supposed to do. And that also is why it's where the earth meets your inside. So yes, we need that flexibility because other people are going to use your work. Other people are going to grow through this process. And so yes, that is really the significance of the root chakra. Going through the chakras today, the way you have taken me through the chakras as a creative process has been nothing short of eye-opening. I think it is an incredible rethink for me, not just on, I don't know that I knew enough about the chakras of going, you know, the masculine way up, but I do know that's the way I've always been guided in meditation to start at the root and move up. But for you to help me understand how to bring ideas, things, businesses, books, passion projects into the world from imagination to the physical reality realm, 
is going to forever change the way I think about creating. Emily has written about this process in her book, The Meaning Method, A Spiritual Path to Writing and Publishing. I think whether you are writing or whether you are creating anything, understanding more about the process of creation is so, so important. And maybe it is time for you to write your story. If so, following or becoming a part of Emily's community would be a must. Emily, where can people find you? Thank you so much. I love talking about this, Jill, and I so appreciate being able to have this conversation with you and be here today. So yes, you can find me on Instagram at emily.tamayo.maher. And then my book is on Amazon, The Meaning Method. And also I have a Facebook group called The Writer's Block. And if you want a free way to dip your toe in, I have a writing and yoga staycation. And it just has writing prompts and artist dates matched with yoga poses that kind of just give you a quick way to understand the various phases if you want to amazing who doesn't want yeah. a writing and yoga staycation that sounds amazing we will get the link we will have it in the show notes below emily i am grateful for your time today and this inspiring way to think about creating Wow, I loved that interview with Emily. That's the sound of my head going. I am totally going to use this system for bringing my thoughts through to reality. Now, I want to highlight the thinking vitamin that stuck out for me. Trust the crown, write it down when you get downloads answer it with a pen. That was absolutely for me. I mean, I loved going all the way through the chakras and got it, but that's where inspiration can get blocked right there. And I realized, yeah, we have all of these ideas and they come and then they go. Trust the crown, write it down. Where we get download, when we get downloads, answer it with a pen, have a journal for that. That is my thinking vitamin. And I think that Emily's ideas on how to bring our books, our passion projects, our businesses, anything we want to do from the crown, from our inspiration into reality through the chakras was just magical. I would love to know what you thought. So thank you today for listening to the Thinking Vitamins. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed interviewing Emily and that it has inspired you to Think about what you think about and create differently. If you have any questions, feedback, ideas, or a thinking vitamin that you caught from today's episode, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at podcast at jillmcabe1c.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps me reach more people and spread the word about purposeful prosperity and fresh thinking. Until next time, this is your host, Jill McCabe, reminding you to take your thinking vitamins every day and use fresh thinking to create the life you truly want. Thinking Vitamins with Jill McCabe.